Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They're the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Big country, welcome into the show today. We are going to get into some Thursday night football, Steelers, Vikings. We have Army, Navy this weekend. Tiger Woods is back, but we're also going to get into some college football. Should players be playing in bowl games? Uh, what our takes are on that. And then who's good and who's bad in the NFL? But let's start with that Steelers-Vikings game tonight. Um I guess just peek behind the curtain. We have a Christmas party to go to uh, tonight. We will see how much I pay attention to this game. Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. It's another one of these situations where Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat. So is this the game that gets him fired? I guess we'll see tonight. Yeah, I, I think so too. But um, as far as the Steelers go, there is a, or sorry, the Vikings go, there is a lot of talk about how Mike Zimmer could be on the hot seat tonight. And the Vikings have not played up to expectations, I guess. I guess depending on who you are, uh, whether or not they've played up to their expectations. They're sitting there at 5-7 and seven right now. This is just kind of who the Vikings are, in my mind. Yeah, and it sucks that it's been an entire season of not knowing who they are. And I bet it's been frustrating for the fan base as well, especially when you have a rookie, or I shouldn't say a rookie, a player receiver like Justin Jefferson. And, you know, you have a tight end, Conklin, who's kind of come on this year. Adam Thielen, we know, is dealing with an injury. But the defense, it is older as well. And as a fan of this team, you're sitting here looking at it like, man, we were supposed to have some hope here. Like, there's a little bit going. You have Dalvin Cook, of course. When he's healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league. And now you got – and you're still – you don't have now, but you still have Kirk Cousins, the quarterback, with Zimmer, head coach. And it's like, my is that a, God. Is that a positive or a negative? It's negative because it's like you have all this other stuff that you're excited about, but it's like then you look at your quarterback and then you look at your head coach. And it's like, man, these guys are just – it's not working out. And it's like you wanted to give them one more year. Like maybe this is it. You know what I mean? Like third, fourth, fifth time's charm. You're out of charms. You ain't have any more. I, I think that is the Look case. at that country actually coming back out. Uh, the, I do think this was uh, – let's give them one more chance. And by saying them, I do mean Mike Zimmer, and I probably think Kirk Cousins too. He has a tricky contract because his agent, I don't remember who it is, but his agent is like the best one in the league. Forgetting yeah, I mean, Kirk everything's Cousins, guaranteed. Year yeah. after year. I mean, it's fully guaranteed, right? It's like the 93-year, $90 million deal, and they did it again to extend him. Yeah, I was I trying A couple to, years ago. I was trying to go look at it real quick and see what it is. but I, And when he can – when he's done for. He, so he says the rest of this year – and then a lame year, lame duck year next year. So maybe they could finally move on from him. I say that because there's so much dead cap, though. It's it's going to be hard to do. But with players like Kirk Cousins, we saw Carson Wentz get moved on. And that was the whole thing. You know, last year talking about you can't move off that contract. If you're the Eagles, it just doesn't make sense. It's so hard to do. But I think with a guy like Kirk Cousins, he's 33 years old. Like he is who he is. He's not going to get you any better. And you're paying him so much money, too, that I don't know that you can build a team around him to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, a lot of people look at Kirk Cousins and go, you know, you could win a Super Bowl with this guy if you have talent everywhere else. And it's like they have right. that on offense. They have enough there. But defensively, they don't because it is getting older and they are kind of banged up as well. And then you look at Kirk Cousins because you get moments of games and go, we need you to lead us to victory. And he's sitting there, Magic Johnson. I ain't going to be there. I ain't going to do that. That's not what I do. That's not, that's not been Kirk Cousins' game at all, it feels like. And so if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, it's tough to look at this. But at the same time, you're playing another team in Pittsburgh who we really don't know who they are either right now because they've been dealing with injuries. Big Ben is old. The defense has been banged up. We didn't think T.J. Watt was playing last week. Next thing you know, he is playing. He's got a sack or two. And we're sitting here looking at the Steelers going, what's the rest of your season look like? Are you guys going to just not necessarily like roll over and be done for the season, but are you just going to kind of play yourselves out of, you know, playoff contention or whatnot? And then that's it. So it's tough to look at them and go, how's this game going to go tonight? Yeah. And for this game tonight, the Steelers 
they're not a team that I have been high on all year. I, I look at that offensive line. I look at Ben Roethlisberger, and they both look just so bad all year long that I don't really know if they are good. And with the Vikings, I don't know if they are either. The Steelers have surprised me, though, and I do think that that is more of a uh, Mike Tomlin thing than anything else because Mike Tomlin is so good that I think he's been able to – he's been good for like four wins so far this year, I think. Oh, yeah. Look at the Steelers. Yeah, because he is such a good coach that, like, they should not have beat the Ravens at all. <laughs> that should not have been a close game, and it was. So I give credit to Mike Tomlin for that one, and even to find ways to get a guy like Ben Roethlisberger to where you're almost hiding all his flaws and getting him to play well. Deontay Johnson was great last week for them. Uh, but I do look at this Steelers team. I don't think they're very good. I don't think the Vikings are very good. But somebody has to win this game tonight. And as I mentioned, Mike Zimmer, probably on the hot seat. A lot of reports coming down that if he loses this game, he will be fired. And, you know, what was was this week, last week, we were talking about somebody's going to get fired next in the NFL. I think we both thought it was going to be Mike Zimmer. Yeah, I thought it was kind of crazy that we both thought Zimmer at the same time. It was like, now oh, we're looking around. And you said there's usually about five guys that get fired. Like, ah, oh, we don't know about which five guys it'll be this year. And then as we went through, it was like, okay, I actually pretty quickly found five of them that might be moving on. Vic Fangio was a part of that. You look at Joe Judge in New York. He's another one. Um, and I believe there's another two that were kind of slipping mind right now. But it's another one of those situations of time's up, dude. It's just not working out. It's time to move on. You're a good coordinator, not a head coach. I hate to say it, but this is how it works. And for this game tonight, uh, Dalvin Cook was listed as I think he was listed as out. It feels like he's going to play tonight. So if you're a fantasy football player owner like we are, it sounds like Dalvin Cook going to get some carries. He did dislocate his shoulder, though. So I wonder, this is like that old Christian McCaffrey thing. He's going to play, but how much is he going to play? So I don't know if I would even... If I had like Alexander Madison, I think that he's probably going to have more carries tonight than even Dalvin Cook does. Like Just having that dislocated shoulder taking some hard hits. I don't know how much we see of him. Yeah, I mean, so if I had to pick a winner, I mean, it looks like the Minnesota Vikings are favored by three. I think I would take Pittsburgh to cover, but Minnesota to win. And I don't feel confident in doing that. Like, I don't feel confident picking either one of these teams to win this football game tonight. (laughs) I don't either. I would stay away from it, betting-wise, especially with uh, Dalvin Cook. Like, the shoulder being dislocated – Maybe they put it back in and he's fine and he can rush for 150 yards tonight. Or maybe, you know, he takes one big shot and then he's sidelined for the rest of the game. Every time I hear of a player in the NFL having like a dislocated shoulder, I think of that movie, We Are Marshall, where they have that safety who injures his shoulder and he's like, I can play, I can play. You know what movie I'm talking about, by the way? Um, I know what movie you're talking about. I've actually never seen it. Oh, man. Well, okay. There's a scene in the movie. Spoiler alert. It's been out 10 plus years. If you haven't seen it, whatever. But he's he's wants to play through his injury. He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And his coach hits his shoulder pads, and he starts to tear up a little bit. And the, shoulder, and the coach just keeps whacking out his shoulder pads, hitting that shoulder that's injured. And then he just starts breaking down. He's like, you can't play. Like, you're done. And it's a senior year, I think. Oh, so like the Mighty Ducks scene. I don't. I've actually the kid never hurts seen his movie. wrist, and he's like, "Yeah, that's fine. Just turn this uh, hockey stick upside." And a kid can't do it. And he's like, "You can't play." I've never seen that movie. It's it's every movie has every yeah. sports movie has that kid that gets hurt, and the coach is like, "Oh, you think you could play? You think you can go rock?" <laughs> uh, no, I, it's just corny. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. With Dalvin Cook, I maybe that's what they're doing. They're just hitting him on the shoulder. You're multi-million dollar running back. And you're like, oh, you think you can go? And Mike Zimmer's like, actually, he, he can probably go. Yeah, yeah. If I were two-eye surgery, you can deal with the shoulder. My job's kind of on the line here. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we're going to go ahead. Going to need you to suit up, Bob. Yeah, we're going to play him tonight. Uh, like you said, the Vikings favored by three at home. I'm actually going to take the Vikings to win this game. I, I don't know how many tricks Mike Tomlin has up his sleeve. I don't know how many times he can bail out this team. But I do think that the Vikings playing at home is where I would go. I I would not put any money on this game at all either, kind of like you said. But we have another game this weekend that I'm also very excited about, and that's Army-Navy in college football. This is a bucket list game for me that I I really want to get to sometime. I, I would say it's probably, as far as games go, it's at the top of my list Yeah, for any game, uh, even like Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, experience that one once in Ohio State. Would like to experience it in Michigan. But Army-Navy is such a good game. 
every year. And this year going to be played in East Rutherford, New York, where the temperature is going to be 63 degrees. I hate Ooh. that. I, I remember a couple of years ago, this game was a blizzard. Yeah. That's what these two teams need to play in. Like, you almost need to wait and be like, where is it super cold? Yeah, isn't there a snowstorm coming through? I got, like, a, an alert from the weather app on my phone. I was like, the first snowstorm of the year has been named. I didn't click on it because I didn't care about the name, but maybe you should just wait a week for this game. I saw a local guy, uh, Doug Hetty, yeah. and he put out some, like, graphics and stuff. It looks like it's just going to miss us. Like everywhere else is getting hit by it. Like our hometown that is 45 minutes north of us is going to get it. I'm going to go there just so I can play in the snow. <laughs> Actually, I don't really want to. I hate it. I love the snow, but I hate having to deal with it. Okay. The Midwestern thing is I love the snow. I hate the ice. Oh, yeah. That totally hate that. Like that line. Give me a couple weeks. I'll be saying that for sure. Yeah. Because it's like looking at the snow. It's beautiful to see. It's awesome. Then when you, you got to drive through to walk through and you got to deal with the slush and then when it gets brown and it's all over the place and it's or yellow, muddy. how's that happen? I don't know, but it tastes good. Yeah, I think so too. You ever ate yellow snow? Yeah, it's like salty. That's like dessert. It's awesome. You walk around and see it, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> For sure. Uh, see, I like the snow though. I really do. Even when it like starts to melt and it's everything's soaking wet and it's slushy, I'm fine with that. But I am typical Midwestern. I hate the ice. Well, that's why I hate the part when the snow does that because then it turns to ice. Sometimes. So it's like you're running to the snow pile right before you get there. Oh, you're, you're talking just, about like, yeah, when the snow gets compacted. All this excitement and then it's hard and you slip and you fall into the snow pile thinking you're good and you bust your nose open on some rock hard snow. I think this might be another one of those of situations, bud, where that's a you problem. Yeah, because it's happened before. <laughs> yeah. Traumatized me as a kid. Traumatized. <laughs> Just watch weird. out for it. But it's PTSD when I see a pile of stones. Like I'm gonna go jump in that. Better, Better not, because that's rock hard. I back when I was in college, we had a big snow. Like I can't. You can't even call it a snowstorm that we get here. It's just ice. We we usually don't get very much snow. But we had had a big ice storm, and they didn't cancel classes. It's like whatever. I'm gonna go. And the building that I was in, the the stairs were like two stories, mm -hmm. you know, it's a college campus. So yep. uh, you can probably picture it. If you've ever been to a college campus, you climb two flights of stairs to get to your class. And the teacher, the professor is like, I'm letting you guys out early. Like, this is stupid. You shouldn't be here. Um, they're about to call it and cancel the rest of classes. Go ahead. You can leave early before it gets too bad. So it's like, sweet. I'm the first person out. I sat in the back right next to the door. I was the first person out. I opened the doors to go outside, two flights of stairs, and it was slick. And my ass literally slid down two flights of stairs <laughs> in front of around 200 people. They had just been let out of a lecture hall. Just one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life. And there was nothing I could do. Did you make a joke about it or did you just dart out of the building? I don't even remember I, because it was outside. I was already out. So like, and as people continue to come out, it's like more and more people saw me because it took so long for me to slide down that by the time I hit the bottom, all 200 were out. And they're like, ah, oh, look at that guy. There's that person in the back. It's like, what's taking so damn long to leave? And everyone's like, oh, someone fell, someone fell. Yeah. The person right behind me is like, oh, my God, he's still sliding. This is taking eight seconds. What is going on here? And it felt like an eternity. So at first, it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this just happened. Now it's like, why is why it? It's kind of settled in. It's like, I'm still f -f 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 falling. <laughs> I'm doing this. This is happening all the way down. And the ice was so bad that it wasn't even like I'm falling down steps. Though. I was literally sliding down the steps because they were so compacted with ice <laughs> as well. Just a, a stupid, stupid event. But this Army-Navy game, I do love it. It's at the top of my bucket list. I love the uniforms. And mm -hmm. usually, um, well, my dad was in the Army. So I am... I'm not an army brat, but I've always been a fan of the army, especially mm -hmm. the football team. And when people get like this, go army, beat Navy thing, I'm like, yeah. And I don't root for Navy. Not, not in this game, not in this one. So I have like an actual rooting interest in this one to where I care about who wins. This isn't one of those games where it's like, oh, figure out who I'm going for when it starts. I'm all in on <laughs> well, army. That's good for you because army is favored by seven and a half. With an eight and three record facing Navy, who's three and eight, I think it's just pretty much going to be a blowout. And yeah. I'm taking Army to cover. I, I am too, with the seven and a half. Even uh, I think that they are a much better football team 
right now and what Monken is doing their head coach. Hey, he's been so good over the last couple of years that he's even been mentioned for some other big time jobs. And I, I really like him. I like Army. I think they're a better football team this year. I will say on the uniform front, I like Navy's uniforms better this year. Usually I go for Army's uniforms too. And that's just me looking at it unbiased. It's not like, oh, this is yeah. the team I'm rooting for, so I like their uniforms. Uh, but this year I do think the Navy ones are really cool. And they're almost tying in the, um, kind of that effect that Utah used. Uh, a couple with the hand-painted helmets uniforms. and stuff? or Yeah, um, if I remember right. Where it, it looks pretty cool, and they have uh, a little bit more going on behind the scenes. To where if you really take a look at it, you're like, "Oh, sh- I didn't realize that." The, the army ones are cool. Like, this is like a win-win situation. Yeah. But I, there's something about that GI Joe looking navy arm, uh, navy uniform that is really cool this year. Yeah, I do like that actually. I'm looking at them right now for the first time. And, that- and I love the fact that it's become a, like, a, "Oh, we're going to change the uniforms up every year." Yeah. And not just wear the old traditional ones, but it's a really cool game. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, now I do think it's weird that Navy's helmets have an airplane on it or a fighter jet on it instead well, of a ship. A lot of our airplanes are actually flown through the Navy because well, they put them big ass battleships out there and fly planes off of. Yeah, and I don't want to come off as like I didn't already know that. <laughs> I just assumed that like that was the Air Force and the Navy partnering together. Mm. Nope. A lot of those guys are Navy. Son of a bitch. Yeah, the more you know. Seriously, I feel like a real jackass for not already knowing that. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people don't know that. Yeah, I legit thought it was just like the Air Force. Like, they're like, our planes are going to be on the ship. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Uh, And a couple other things that we talked about last night, too, uh, was Steph Curry. And Mm -hmm. would he break the record? No, he didn't. Uh, he tried real hard. He, he tried <laughs> yeah. his best, but he didn't get it. Uh, he gets six threes last night. Uh, I do think a lot of people were watching and probably just excited. When you really break it down, was he going to make, what did he need, like 16? 16. 16? Yeah. <laughs> no. With the record being 14. I mean, with Clay Thompson, I guarantee you he didn't go out there like, I'm going to break the three-point record today. It was probably one of those situations where I'm open, I don't need to dribble, bam, splash, other end of the floor. I do think with Steph Curry – I think he was trying to. Oh, I'm sure he was very well. I think he had 12 three-point attempts in the first half. And he had 17 total. So I think he was coming out and he was trying and then maybe realized, like, yeah, this is not going to happen. Not going to try and throw the game away. I'm right. trying to chase this. But um, in the next couple of days or so, or this weekend, I should say, and in the next week, I think he definitely gets it. Like, I think he can do it in the next two games. I think this next game yeah. is going to be another one of those. And not going to try and force it, just going to let it happen naturally. I know I'll eventually do it. There's no need to try and do it any sooner rather than later. It's going to happen. Let's just go play my game. Let's play our game as a team, go win this basketball game. And then when I accomplish that myself, we'll celebrate it. Yeah. I, I, there was just so much talk about it yesterday that I do think there's probably something in his mind of like, yeah, I'll, we'll try it. It's going to happen. Uh, yeah. It's just a matter of how many games. Uh, I don't think it will happen. What is it? Saturday they play. The 76ers? I believe so, yeah. But it's going to ha- – I agree with you. The next game. Uh, on Monday, they play the Indiana Pacers. Definitely going to happen then. It'll happen then. Indiana? Not very good. No. And they don't have anyone to guard him. So uh, he'll probably do it in like the first quarter. Um, I, I think part of it too is they're about to jo- uh, do a road uh, trip. So they had a home game last night against Portland. And it's like, oh, you can have the chance to do it at home. Yep. He's going to have to make 16 of them, though. But that's just – that's so unlikely. Like, it would be a record. So um, it'll happen. I, I agree. I think it'll take him two more games, and it will happen for him. But we also had big news in golf yesterday. Uh, we follow golf a little bit. I do follow Tiger Woods, though. He is pretty much the reason why I've ever picked up a golf club yep. and played very, very poorly. But Tiger Woods announcing that he is going to play again – uh, that's something that we talked about. It's like, oh, I might. He said, I might play a couple more events here and there. I don't know about rejoining the tour and playing every game, every match. But now he is going to come out and he's going to play with his son, which I think is a cool, like, that's a good first match back. Yeah. If you're going to do it, if you really want to come back, it kind of feels a little too soon. I mean, it was just a couple weeks ago when he was like, yeah, I'm, look at here. Here's a video. I'm swinging a club again. Now it's like, oh, you're going to play. When was the accident, though? Was it the spring or summer? I don't remember. So I feel like at this point, like he's probably had time to recover, like a broken leg, 
know what I mean? Everything's kind of because yeah, it was bold, right? I think like he, he does a very good job of he didn't want to be in the public, so he wasn't. Yeah. yeah, I I think it was a little bit of everything. I think he almost lost his leg, so I don't think it was something as simple as like, oh, I just broke my leg, six weeks recovery. Yeah, I, I think there was a lot of ligament damage too. So I I th- think that thing was pretty mangled. Yeah, but it has been I, I think a while. It feels April. like it's been forever. Yeah. How long? Uh, no, two, <laughs> February twenty third. Holy smokes! Yeah, it's almost been a whole year. Yeah, he's good. Maybe it's kind of old. He's forty. This isn't like some twenty two year old kid breaking a leg. Yeah, but this also isn't like some average human being yet. I mean, he's been working out. He's in shape. I know people are like, oh, it's golf. You just like these guys. When you really pay attention to these golfers, they're in pretty decent shape. They're pretty strong. Some of them. They're stringing a club or they're swinging a club almost 200 mile an hour, easily 150, and hitting it very, very far. My concern is that he's already been so banged up. Yeah, I mean, with the back injury, that left knee that he's already had. Yeah. So like, I don't, I'm not gonna go out on the limb and be like, oh yeah, he's gonna be fine. It's been eight months. I mean, he already struggled so much. With his back. And that's a, another thing that I keep talking about. I don't know if anybody else is. So credit to me. <laughs> he already had a very bad back. And I know that the leg injury was like the focal point of the car accident. I'm sure that his back was also hurt. Yeah, you're not coming too. out of that after I just read the report again that he crossed one lane, comes over, hits a curb, runs through a rail, hits a tree, and then rolls over several times. It's not like it's just his legs that are injured and his back's like... <laughs> Coming out pretty clean, bub. Yeah. No. Right. I was in a rollover accident. Thank God I was fine. Yeah. But my whole body hurt. Legs, back, neck, head, everything was sore uh, for a very long time. Had like the, uh, what do they call it, seatbelt burn across the chest. It's not fun. Actually, I don't recommend it, but it was like there was so much adrenaline pumping through my body at the time. Yeah. I'll never experience that again. I think, <laughs> hope not. Um, but it is exciting to see that Tiger Woods is going to be coming back. I don't have high hopes for him playing like incredibly well, but I do think that it's a, a situation that is nice that he's going to be able to play in this event with his son again. And I, I do think that's something that we could see going him doing going forward to where it's not really like a competitive thing, but it's like, yeah, I'm going to give my son the opportunity to play in this match. Yeah, I mean, here's another thing to read in more of the report. It says in January, Woods revealed that he had his fifth microdisectomy surgery on his back to remove a pressurized disc fragment that was causing him pain during the PNC Championship game in Orlando. That tournament was the last time he participated in or competed in a tournament. I'm not so a doctor. Like, that was in January. But... <laughs> you get an accident in February. That's pretty tough. And this is coming from CNBC.com um, and reported right after the crash in February. So, yikes. Yeah, it's not looking good for Tiger. Hopefully that improves. Uh, but if you want to look good, you can go visit com. Use the code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout, fellas. You should definitely go check them out or send uh, your significant other their way and let them browse the store. Uh, it's so much more than just flannels and cardigans and hoodies. Uh, like I say, uh, watches, wallets, shoes, hats, pretty much anything that you could be looking for, they have it. Go visit them at minersandmonroe.com and use code MikeDup10 to save yourself 10% off. Yep. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions. Great guns sold every single week. Uh, they give away a lot of awesome stuff as well. Anything that you want or are interested in is most likely going to be on that website. Also, it's not a matter if, it's a matter when. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family when danger arises again. That is gunspot.com. Yes, sir. And one hot topic, too, is uh, bowls. And if players should play, uh, I know yesterday Kenny Pickett made a lot of news because he was on the Dan Patrick show. And DP asked him specifically, are you going to play in the Peach Bowl? And he said, I, I don't know. I haven't really talked to my family about it. I've been out. Haven't gotten home, so undecided right now. I know that that had a big swing in the uh, spread for that game even. And uh, there are a lot of people out there who are traditionalists. Let's just call them what they are, old heads, who think, oh, you should you should play in these games. You can't leave before your season's over. And I can kind of see what you mean by that, but his offensive coordinator already left. Yeah. Like he's, they've already lost coaches. They're like, nope, I'm good. I'm, I'm gone. I'm not going to be here for the bowl game either. And so for Kenny Pickett, 
I do. I, if he came to me and said, hey, Melo, what do you think? Should I play in this game? Nope. Absolutely not. And I don't think that he should. I'm not even like neutral. I'm like, oh, I don't care if you don't. I, I don't think that he should play in this game. And I think one of the big reasons is you did lose your offensive coordinator. That's going to change things a lot. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could go out and have a very bad day. That could affect your draft status. Uh, probably not much, but it could affect your draft status. And even if he goes out and he balls out and throws for like 400 yards and five touchdowns, I think a lot of people will just look at that and say, yeah, that's the Kenny Pickett I've already known. Yeah, that's who we know. But if you go out there and throw three interceptions you know, and have a fumble and don't look very good, people are going to go, ooh, okay, can't handle the big moments. Instead right. of trying, some people trying to be understanding of, well, he lost his offensive coordinator. He doesn't have that person in his ear going, hey, like this is kind of the best situation. Putting him in the best position possible to play his best – I mean, he's already accepted the invite to the Senior Bowl, right? Or he has not yet. Okay, so that's something that we've discussed earlier in the week. That's something he needs to do. I got myself a little confused there. But, like, accept that invite, miss the bowl game, go to the Senior Bowl, because that's where the draft starts, right there in Mobile, and then go make a name for yourself. Go ball out there. There's no need to ball out in a random bowl game, because if you get hurt or you don't play well, that's going to be the last thing people remember of you in college. And these old heads, if you're sitting here listening to this, one, thank you. But two, like, my God, you're going to sit here and look at his offensive coordinator as a coach and be like, yeah, the guy that's supposed to lead him, he's been there all season. He's already gone. Right. But you're going to be upset at the player for not playing? Like, you, you can't go back and forth on that. You have to have the same mindset equal. And that's just part of college football right now. It's the way it is. And so for a guy like Kenny Pickett, don't try and ruin yourself or hurt yourself in any way shape or form here in a meaningless bowl game that we're going to completely forget about the next couple of years. Yeah. And that's my thing with bowls. I, some people get really excited about it and they're like, Oh my God, we made a bowl game. Uh, Texas is not in a bowl game this year. And like, that did not bother me. It bothers me because they played like shit all year, but I don't, <laughs> I don't care about the bowl games. Yeah. I think a lot of the players look at it or cause I mean, they at least get the championship ring. You know what I mean? If they win a bowl game, they still get a ring or they get some type of recognition for it. And I think the school gets money, right? So, like, that helps them. Yeah, that's the big And all that. So, it's like, oh, we're bull eligible. We're at least getting some type of money this year. But if you're not, you get nothing. Well, if you're Texas, you're fine. But if you're some of these other programs, you probably desperately need it or want it. Yeah, some programs definitely need it. But for me, I've I've never really cared. Unless you're in the college football playoff. Like, then, yeah, I care. (laughs) You watch. And, you know, you're still playing for something. A lot of these other teams, though, every other team, you're just playing to play. Yeah. Uh, to just have another game. And maybe you'll get some cool stuff as like a giveaway. But if you're Kenny Pickett, you're probably going to be a first-round pick. I think you can buy yourself a new Lazy Boy recliner or whatever <laughs> it is that you're getting, a PlayStation 5. I don't even know what they give away for this. I was going to say, what? They get that? Sometimes. No shit? Yeah, sometimes they'll get really cool stuff, depending on the bowl. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. You get some cool stuff. You get like a whole swag bag. Now, a lot of it's going to be like, oh, here's a hat for the Peach Bowl. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't care. But I I think it was some bowl a couple of years ago that was sponsored by Lazy Boy, like the Lazy Boy whatever. I think they got a recliner. Every player did? I think so. Or maybe like just the MVP did. Okay. That that would make sense. I was like, you tell me. I'm a freaking backup kicker on the team, and I get a lazy, well, lazy boy. I know the way that's going to be a long snap dog. I got eligibility. But the way some people do it is they'll do like raffles and stuff. Like uh, the night before, like you're having your team together mm-hmm. or whatever, and they're like, oh, we're doing giveaways. Here's your ticket number. Come pick what you want for some of these big ticket items. Sheesh. But then every player will get like a swag bag of some shirts and stuff that you probably don't really care about. But there are some really cool bowl giveaways. Too. Probably not enough to make me say, like, yeah, I'm going to go to that because I could win a recliner. Yeah. I did see there's a, a kid that runs track for Arkansas. He's pretty big on TikTok. Um, but I saw him do a thing where he's like, hey, we're going to a meet, uh, like at George or something. It's like walking in, you got a choice between, you know, a new pair of beats or a new pair of like AirPods. And I was like, you got that option before a track? Man? Yeah. Like, that's pretty neat. There, there's some good ones uh, out there. I, I guess I probably should have looked up some of them before. But there, you get some good prizes for going to these bowl games. Yeah. To where some of these kids, like if you're a freshman, sophomore, or junior, and you know you're coming back, like that's really cool. Mm-hmm. If you're Kenny Pickett, that probably doesn't mean as much. No, here's a good – because our guy Brooks over here in the DMs, first off, appreciate you for listening. 
Uh, second, mentions, yeah, players get swag bags. He goes, I'd go for that and then say I'm not playing. If you're a Kenny Pickett and you say you're not playing in the bowl game, do you still go to the game and support your team, or do you not go at all? Yeah, a lot of players still go, and they're supporting their team, which is so cool. you get the benefit of that. Okay. I would do that. 100%. If I get a swag bag with that kind of stuff, absolutely. I would do it regardless, even if I weren't getting I'm also the type of guy that gets super excited about that kind of stuff. Like, you man, are. I got like, a You probably go to business expos and, like, collect the pins and magnets and shit. Hell yeah, I did, dude. <laughs> and they had, <laughs> had those, like, student, like, job fairs and whatnot in college. I'd show up to that. Swipe by every single one. My freshman year, I just uh, broke up with my girlfriend, and I go into one of them, and she, uh, I guess they were handing out chapstick, and she was like, hey, take this chapstick, give it to your girlfriend. And I just looked at her, I was like, that's rough. And she was like, why? I was like, we just broke up. She was like, I am so sorry. I just left. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at some of these from last year, though, the swag bags that they got. Yeah. It is some pretty cool stuff. Uh, last year for the Redbox Bowl. Redbox is still a thing, first off. Yeah, they're usually at Walgreens. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Walgreens, Creepy McDonald's. People just jack movies. I didn't know that. I didn't. Why are they not streaming online? I guess some people don't have that internet access. Yeah. Don't want to stream them. Go rent a movie for a dollar. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Red Box Bowl that was a thing last year. I, I got to figure out if it's a thing this year. Uh, their gifts included a Nintendo Switch, a watch, gaming headphones, a backpack, and some sunglasses. That was for the Red Box Bowl. Damn. So, again, I'm not saying like Kenny Pickett should probably look at the Peach Bowl and be like, well, what are you giving me? But for some of these kids, it is. It's a really cool thing. That you're able to get. Yeah, I mean, here's another one. The Outback Bowl. Minnesota versus Auburn. The gift suite included a fossil watch. Those are pretty expensive. A $125 Amazon gift card. A Jostin's ring. And then an Outback Steakhouse gift card. A Jostin's ring. I don't know what kind <laughs> a of A class ring. ring. Those are the people who do every high school class <laughs> ring. Cool. Cool. Uh, uh, the one that stands out to me, though, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. A little yeah. bit of a bigger bowl. And this is uh, last year, so I'm a little bit confused. A PlayStation 4 gift package. Like, come on, PlayStation. You can't even give them like a PlayStation 5 gift package? What Hell no, not package? yet. Them are still 600 bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this year, I, I don't know if you've seen prices for it. It's, it's so much worse. People are selling them online for like $1,200. Yeah. Oh, I, I still can't get one. I don't have one. I don't know how. Bro, I'll tell you what. Them. I'm not spending that. I'll wait till they get to like 400 yeah, when they drop back to normal, like, I'm not that desperate for one. No. I also haven't played one, and I'm not going to. I mean, because I know when I get one, everyone else is probably going to have one, like my friends. So it's like, okay, now I can play with them instead of having it and going, eh, I don't know who I'm playing with right now. Yeah. I'll tell you, some of these bowl games, though, a lot better prizes than the other bowls. <laughs> yeah, like the, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. bowl? Talk some shit. They kind of have the best. <laughs> yeah, because like the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, which was LSU versus Oklahoma, you got a $390 vanilla Visa gift card, a fossil watch, and a football. Yeah. These guys play football. I'm sure they have enough of those. Yeah, it's like, how many of those footballs got left in the locker room? Like, I'm not taking that Actually, I, this is probably like one of those design footballs where it's like LSU versus Oklahoma. Yeah. Here was the game, the score, da da Still, da, da. how many of them got left in the locker room? <laughs> That's a good point, The Rose actually. Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, though. One of the best bowl games that are out there. Their gifts included a fossil watch, a backpack, a new era adjustable hat. The end. That's the fucking Rose Bowl. Come on. <laughs> Can we do more for these guys? <laughs> you the Rose Bowl. Uh, I expected it to be like, okay, yeah, here's the Lazy Boy recliner. I got to find that one. I know that happened and I didn't make it up, but I don't, I don't know which one. But a lot of them are like um, – the Capital One Orange Bowl should be another big one. They got a watch. Why are we giving out so many watches? Like, if it's not an Apple smartwatch, who wears a watch? But here's the thing, though. These type of watches are probably pretty expensive and nice. The one for the Rose Bowl is a fossil watch. That was like $100. Like, even, I don't know. I mean, some watches can get expensive. We hear fossil and automatically think, like, oh, probably pretty cheap. No, I think the one that I had stuff. in high school was like, oh, this is $125. You had a $125 watch in I high did. school? Damn, dog. That was so cool. It changed colors even. Ooh, hard ass. Yep. Just, oh, we're bringing that back. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty cool. But as far as like players going to bowl games, one thing that I actually do like 
is seeing what is next for these teams. I would actually, I would maybe even be more apt to watch it if all the players that are about to get drafted didn't play. Show me what I got coming next year. Oh, yeah. This is like a competitive spring game. That's what I was going to say. You know, like last year, uh, Sam Ellinger, we're Texas fans, Sam Ellinger gets hurt very early on in that game. But you got a good look at Casey Thompson and Hudson Card. It's like, oh, okay. That made it more interesting to me. But it irritated me because we thought Casey Thompson was awesome. Look, man, why didn't this guy right. play all year? Comes in this season, totally understand why. Yeah, now it now, makes sense. Hudson Card, figure your shit out, homie. But I or, did like it. Maybe no. Here comes Cam Ewers. Yeah, maybe. But still I need I, an update from that kid. Even if it's not our team, I still like it. If you know you have a quarterback that's a senior, I get some of them want to go out there one last game. You've already went through your senior day, your last home game. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. You're how, done. You're pretty checked out for some of these guys. I remember uh, again, not to make everything about Texas, a couple of years ago they played Georgia and they beat Georgia in the bowl game because no one cared for Georgia. Yeah. They just they're like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going to get my swag bag and then deuces." Like That was the we're back one. game, wasn't it? The what? The we're back Texas versus Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Guess what? They were not. I was so happy with that win, too, and then I talked to you guys about it, and you're like, yeah, because everyone from Georgia didn't play. Yeah, they just and all opted like, out. Fuck, and it was still a close game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, what we're going to see, I think, more of. I, I can remember the first time this happened with Christian McCaffrey, and people were pissed mm-hmm. at him for doing it, but I just – I really don't care. You have a future to think about. There have been so many guys that have been hurt in bowl games, and – you know, for some of them, it's not a big difference. But uh, one that I think of is Jalen Smith, uh, the linebacker for the Cowboys. He played in uh, his last game, uh, a bowl game, tears up his knee. He was one of the top draft linebackers prospects that there were. And I do think that that changed uh, the outcome of his career. Yeah. I think if it weren't for that knee injury, he's probably still playing. Well, if like, that offensive he's not lineman, even in the NFL now. Yeah, and if that offensive lineman wasn't a douchebag and just shoved him, I mean, plays over with, like, just get over your ego. I guess, I mean, I know it's part of football, but that's the real reason why he got hurt. Because I mean, I have those, like, dead, dead plays and he just got that extra shove. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just needs to learn how to fall or walk backwards. That could have been yeah. part of it, too. Or, one of the, you know, just don't play in the game. One of the worst college football injuries I think I've ever seen was Willis McGahee who absolutely shredded his knee. That one was a little bit different because it, it was a national championship game. Like So, of course, he's playing for that one. But, I mean, shredded his knee and almost lost his career because of it. I don't I, think I've ever seen that. Oh, it's gruesome. I don't think I want to see it. But I think I the most gruesome awesome injury I've guy. seen Ooh. is uh, the McKenzie Milton kid for UCF. Yeah, he almost lost his leg. That really bothered me. And uh, the running back for, I believe, South Carolina – where he's running to the left yeah. side and he gets hit, and like you can tell it breaks, and like the sock is the only thing kind of keeping his bone from just being exposed. Yeah, and it was like, Ugh. what was his name? Lattimore. I would say Marshawn, but that's the corner. Yeah, was it Lattimore? I think so. Yeah, just I remember watching and like before they were like, uh, viewer discretion is advised, and I'm like, eh, I'll be fine. Like I can stomach this, and I watched and I was like, oh, mm-mm. I can't, I cannot. Watch I used that to be like Marcus Lattimore see was that. his name. Thank you, yep. Brooks Gwynn, stats and research department. I mean, he's so freaking quick with it. So fast. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm all for players skipping your bowl game. I don't even care the reason. Yeah. If you're a senior and you're like, you know what? Actually, I'm just kind of done with it. <laughs> all right. See you later, man. Like, yep. you don't owe us anymore. You played in every game that you need to play in. Yep. And especially this year with the way that, you know, coaches are leaving. They're not playing or coaching in bowl games. So why should these players? And I did hear last night there was talk about, doing away with the early signing period, which I do think is at the time seemed like a really good idea. But now you're kind of seeing the effects of it on coaches and players leaving where it's, it's probably not good. Uh, the yeah. early signing period was supposed to be this, so these guys could sign and, and play and be there in January because so many of them report early now. But now we're seeing coaches that have to leave. like They do before signing day. You have to have your next job lined out so you can go and finalize that class. You don't want to have these kids commit in the middle of December and then in January find out that your coach isn't going to be there. That's not right either. And, I mean, especially this year, there were so many surprises of coaches leaving that I don't know how to do it. I think you almost have to do away with 
yeah. early signing period. And it sucks for the kids too that you know do do the early signing and that happens, or they're committed to a school and like like you know committed to Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley leaves and it's like, well, now I have to decommit. I have a month to figure out where I'm going to go for the next four years of my life. Like these are very vital years, you know, in terms of your development, preparing for you know the rest of your life and what you have. It's like I got a month to decide this on what coach am I going to rely on and you know put my future in the hands of. That's tough. Yeah, with some of them, I mean, it happened again. Not to make everything about Texas, but they have a good example for everything. The receiver Brew McCoy a couple of years ago Absolutely. was committed to USC. And then at like the last minute signed his letter of intent to go to Texas and then changed his mind. I think that one might've even been because of some coaching changes too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I think he had to use a a transfer and didn't get that. I mean, he got immediate. No, he had to sit out a year. Never mind. He had to sit out. Yeah, because he got it. I thought he was at USC, decided to come to Texas. Uh And it was like, eh, just kidding. Now I'm going to go there. Right. And that's when he had to use the, the yeah, year. Then he did have to use like that transfer mm-hmm. year. and But it was before a lot of the current rules. Were, so he did have to use a transfer year. He had to sit out. And so I, I do think that there's a lot that needs to be changed. The Heisman voting needs to be changed. The yep. college football playoff, which I know there's a lot of people meeting about that right now and what that could look like. I'm just – I do think the 8 to 12 teams is probably a more accurate representation this year, it really worked out. I know a lot of people don't like it. This year, we got the top four teams, and we didn't need any more teams this year. But yeah. there have been years past where it's like, oh, man, this team probably should still have an opportunity to play. This year worked out pretty nicely. But I, I do hope that they expand, and it sounds like they're toying around with eight to 12 teams, which I do like. Um, uh, any type of expansion is good for me, though. If you want to do the six and you get the five uh, Power Five schools, their, their champion makes it in, and then you do a plus one for um, a group of five school. I'm all bored with that. I don't care, but I, I'm all for more college football games. Yeah, I mean, I like it here with if you're there to do 12. I mean, you get all the way to with Pittsburgh in there, Kenny Pickett. We get to see him against some high-level talent, you know, and let's say you give – He's not first, opting out of that game. Exactly, that. and so, like, you give the first two teams a bye, which would be Alabama and Michigan. So we get to see a Georgia versus Pittsburgh. That's Kenny Pickett against a very solid defense. Talk about some true scouting opportunity there. That's it. And then you get like a Utah versus Cincinnati. That would be a good matchup as well because those are both schools that like there's some upperclassmen there. They've been playing their asses off. Utah's beat Oregon twice. That would be fun. And then like a Notre Dame versus Michigan State, cool. Uh, Oklahoma State versus Ohio State, awesome. And then Baylor versus Ole Miss. Like I think those would be exceptional matchups if we did the 12th team. And you're probably, a lot of people say they don't want it because you're going to see blowouts. Hey, yeah, you're, you're probably going to see that anyway. Uh, just the I mean, uh, SEC game was not that close. Yeah. I don't know if I'd call it a blowout, but Georgia wasn't in it. Yep. Guess what? Still play it. Still excited to see <laughs> yeah. it. And Still made it a lot of like, money. Yeah, teams like Alabama. It's like, oh, my God, they, they really handle their business against Georgia. Georgia still deserves to be in there. But I do think that like that one upset that you're going to get, every year would make it worth it. I mean, because you're probably going to have, I mean, like a Utah versus Cincinnati. I wouldn't be surprised if Utah won that football game. Right. Like, that's a pretty solid defense. Or Ohio State, who happened to lose two games this year. I, th- I still and will always believe they're a very good team. Yeah. And even if that, they get matched up with Michigan again, I don't know how many times Michigan beats them. Or put it on a neutral field, even with some of these matchups. Yeah, put all of them on neutral fields, playoff games. I mean, look at I'm Baylor and Oklahoma State, who played this year two times. At Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State wins. You put them on a neutral field, Baylor wins. So I do think that there's a lot of opportunity there. And to also get some of these schools that have never really played against each other. Like Even like yeah, in Alabama and Pittsburgh, yeah, it's probably going to be a blowout. But all those teams that say they want in, welcome. Yeah. Now, now you're in. Now you get to play against some of these SEC schools. Or maybe we find out that the SEC actually not as good as we all think that it is. <laughs> you <laughs> Would know? you give any teams a buyer? Would you do 1 through 12? If it's 12, I don't think you can give people a buy just because of the way that it would match up with games. With 8, I, I think giving somebody a buy would probably work. Um. But you just I'd have to toy around with it and see. Yeah. I, I do think that giving teams a bye week, if you are one of the top teams, like if they did even like a 14, the top 14 teams, and you gave the top two a bye week, like that's the NFL model. Mm-hmm. That works. 
and I like it. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think that you should probably be rewarded. I don't like that the games would be played on campuses, though. I know there's a lot of talk of that. So, like, Alabama would be able to host a playoff game. I, I think once you get to the playoffs, it should be a neutral field. Like, even in the NFL, like, oh, okay, cool, you get home field advantage. If you really want to find out who the best team is, put them all on a neutral field. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before, though. Like, does the NFL as a home field advantage really still a thing? I think in college it does. In the NFL, in college, absolutely. But NFL, in the NFL, like, yeah, maybe. I ask certain depending places, on like weather yes. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some places. No. Speaking of which, have you watched that Man in the Arena show? I've only Tom seen Brady the on first episode. Oh my it's god, it's really good, and I, I can never remember. Love it. Yeah, like I'll be sitting there bored and be like, oh, what am I going to watch? Well, the, I, the reason I started watching it because Tuesday I saw everyone like tweeting quotes of like Tom Brady. I'm like, where the fuck are they getting these? Yeah. And then I like narrowed down. I was like, oh, I completely forgot about this. So I've watched the first two episodes. I watched the first one yesterday and then the second one this morning when I got back from the gym. And it was like, okay, hey, this is legit. It also just puts fear in me again of the Patriots with Mac Jones. Because hearing Tom Brady talk about himself in that second episode or the first episode of like, <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't there physically, mm-hmm. but mentally, I was. So I was like, once the game slowed down, I knew I was fine because my physical attributes, that's what I yep. needed to work on the most. And, and him like, talking about the defense and how they bailed him out exactly. so much. Exactly. And then when you look at Mac Jones, it's like, okay, well, that's a solid defense that they have there with Bill Belichick. We hear how often he is in the building, how much he's working out. We already know he's smart. That was like the, the real high attributes of him going through the draft process. Like, this is the smartest quarterback we've ever interviewed. It's like, son of a bitch, the Patriots have done it again. And, like, listening to Tom Brady talk, it has solidified that in my mind. Well, I'm now scared of the Patriots again. (laughs) That's why I've been, like, so high on the Patriots. One of the reasons over the last couple weeks. But it's, like, one thing to hear, like, other media members talk about it. It's like, eh, like, okay. But to then hear Tom Brady explain it, like, yeah, I knew I wasn't physically there. Tom Brady was also dealing with one of those things where, yes, he falls to the sixth round. But there was like a, a quarterback battle there at Michigan where he had to come in and bail them out several times. Mm-hmm. And then the coaching staff just like wouldn't fully give him the job. And I think that fueled him even more. And when you look at Mac Jones, dude had a way to turn in Alabama. You know he goes and wins a national title, so he's already in the spotlight. He goes into the first round. These might be the same fucking dudes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. I know. That's why I'm... Have you heard me talk about the Patriots over the last couple I have, weeks? but I'm just like, man, look, whatever. I don't know what it is. Like, I just have to hear from someone else or you something. You do. And it's just like, it makes sense. Oh, can't believe it when this guy says it. <laughs> oh, fucking Tom Brady says the exact same thing. Now it's gospel. Yeah. Bad. How's that feel? Uh, let's do take it to the NFL, though. But let's first mention our great sponsors, Club 609, where you can find uh, me and Big Country tonight at a wonderful Ooh. Christmas party we will be going to which is actually a private event, so whatever, don't go. Uh, but do check them out on Friday and Saturday for a great happy hour from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. I, like, I almost invited everybody that listens to this podcast. <laughs> You're like, well, it's actually it's private. It's like, don't go. I remember talking to the host of the party and him oh. being like, there are still so many people that will show up here. And I actually, I rent out the space. It's supposed to be yeah, just an event for them. Yeah. But people will sneak in. And it is an open bar. <laughs> so don't oh, go tonight. Shit, go tomorrow yeah. uh, where their happy hour is, 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, in home of some wonderful drink specials, including their two-for-ones for happy hour and $2 draft pours. Yep. And the next up, Downtown Lou, be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, on Main Street. And first, Downtown Lou, been here for, for a long time. Great service market. And the guys pride themselves on taking good care of your vehicle and you and getting yourself and getting you in and out as quickly as possible. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Visit them at downtownlube.com for the full list of services. Again, that is downtownlube.com. Yep. And we are through a lot of the NFL season now. It's also coming up to an end uh, about a month or six weeks left, I think. <clears throat> but I did want to look at each team. And kind of label them, do they have a chance to win the Super Bowl or is their season over? There are a lot of teams out there who their season is over. It's time to start playing the young guys. It's time to start playing the guys who are on contract for next season and figure out what they can do. But I think there are also a lot of teams that are sitting there and they're still wondering if they're in it for the playoffs. If they're not, a team that you just mentioned, let's start there. The New England Patriots. They are a good team. They are. I there. think that they can be a Super Bowl contender. That's where I'm putting them. I don't. 
I don't think I don't think that they're a team that's going to make the playoffs and then shit the bet. Yeah. No matter what they have on offense, they they've proven that they can load up and throw the ball three times and still win against a good football team. So as you mentioned earlier, you're very scared of the Patriots moving forward. I'm also scared of them this year, uh, where I think that defense is so good, they're so well coached, and they're Belichick's having his prove it year. Brady got his last year. Mm-hmm. Belichick's having his this year, where it's like, yeah, I know Brady's very good. I'm pretty good too. He's putting his dick on the table. <laughs> And I think I do think the Patriots have you know a good opportunity to making it. They are sitting here at nine and four, but like going back to that man in the arena show with Tom Brady. Oh, is it good? Have you watched it? It is. But it, my thing with it is that he had Drew Bledsoe sitting there in his like right ear, and so he had that that quarterback that's been through the ups and downs, you know, with the Patriots had already been to a Super Bowl, and he was there willing to help him. And when they got to the AFC Championship game, Brady goes down with an injury. But he even said in the episode, like, that was probably the first game that I was not ready for. Like, that I was actually scared. And so I go down with an injury. Drew Bledsoe comes in and balls out. The Patriots don't have that issue with Mac Jones. And I'm not saying Mac Jones is going to get hurt or he's scared of any moment. But I don't think Mac Jones is necessarily prepared for those type of moments in the NFL. He did face some of them in college. But I think this is going to be one of those years for Mac Jones where it's like, hey, Probably next year, but everything's there. Like they're just maybe one step away from getting because they still don't have very reliable receivers. So, do you think they could win a Super Bowl though? If Mac Jones can like participate, just in those yes moments, or no? No. Then I'm going to say you're labeling them as bad. Bad teams can't win a Super Bowl. Good teams can win a Super Bowl. It's okay when you put it that way. It's tough because they are a good team. I mean, they've showed that. Uh, no, you got to go. Good teams win Super Bowls. Bad teams do not. Good teams won Super Bowls. They're a good team. Okay. Super Bowl. So next it. team in this division, the Buffalo Bills. I usually find a way to kind of slide out of that. You do, but I'm not, not, I'm not going to lie. The Buffalo it. Bills, I still think they're a good team, so I think they could win the Super Bowl. I do too, and I, I still think they're a Super Bowl contender. You talk about like home field advantage like we were. I still think they have one. I know that like the Patriots came in and kicked their ass. That's why I labeled the Patriots a good team as well. Yep. But I, I also think that the Buffalo Bills could win a Super Bowl, and it wouldn't like surprise me. Uh, the next team, the Miami Dolphins, they've ripped off five straight wins. Good for them. That is great for them. You're still a bad team. The season <laughs> yeah. is over. And maybe even if they're in the playoff line, like, I'm sorry, you're not making it. The Dolphins are not good enough. I'm labeling them a bad team. Your season's done for. You're not going to win a Super Bowl. I'm sorry. And I agree with you. And I would say the same thing about the New York Jets, if that's where we're going next, staying with yeah. the, the AFC East. I don't know how much longer it's going to take for them. I don't know what they need to fix it. But it's not looking good. And Zach Wilson, even coming back from the injury, dude is just not very accurate this season. No. <laughs> we'll see. Like, the Jets have a big rebuild that they need to do, but I, that was the expectation. So even to label them bad, like, no, duh, guys, come on. Could, could they be a team that, and maybe this is just a conversation for later days, so answer this with a yes or no. Is this a team that could be in on a guy like a Russell Wilson or anything, or are there too many other building pieces they need to work quarterbacks? That's it. There's like, we're just going to ride with Zach Wilson until we figure out whether he's good or not with other pieces. I don't know that. I Russell Wilson has a no trade clause. So he's going to have to waive that. I don't think he's waiving it to go to the Jets. There was, was there talk yesterday about him and his no trade clause that he's looked at other teams already? This motherfucker. I'll tell you. He gets like this reputation of like, oh, I'm such a good guy. But he'll also put out like, yeah, but you know, I'm looking at these teams. (laughs) If somebody else did that, we would roast him. Right. Oh, yeah. You're already bailing on your team. They used to, like these coaches that leave. Oh, you're already looking at other teams? Russell Wilson is very much doing that. I guess I didn't hear that. I don't blame him, though. They're freaking, what, three and eight? I, I think he put Four out. Four and eight? Somebody put out. Yeah. Probably his agent. Put out three teams. And again, I don't remember all of them. The Saints and the Giants. Were, Look at that. Were two that he were was the like, Broncos the other one? Who? The Broncos? Probably. I was going to say, he'd be silly not to consider them. Yeah, so for the Jets, I, I would not waive my no-trade clause because I don't think they're close enough. Like maybe yeah. some of those other teams could get close enough. The Saints would probably be a Super Bowl contender. For sure. With Russell I mean, especially, yeah, in that division. The only other team you got to worry about is uh, Tampa. Right. Realistically. Yeah. Uh, let's get through some of these other AFC teams, though. Uh, let's go to the AFC North where they have a lot of good teams. Yep. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Are they a good team? Can they win a Super Bowl? I'm going to say no for this year. I don't think they can. I think they're too beat up. I think they're too one-dimensional. 
and they've lost a lot of games that they should win. So you're considering them a bad team? I'm considering them a bad team in this exercise, yes. I'll put my Ooh, I like the way you care. word that. Okay, the way you word that then makes me confident enough, more comfortable, I should say, to say that. Because I was going to go, I think they're a good team, not going to win the Super Bowl, though, because of the injury. So it's like it's tough. That's where I was having the mental battle coming up, leading into them. Like, uh-huh. I don't really know. But to this exercise, yeah, bad team, not going to the Super Bowl. It's clickbaity. I, maybe I'll clip it out. Did you read the title right there? And, and, <laughs> the Ravens not going like, to the Super Bowl? You know what? Ravens are a bad team. Big Country said that the Ravens are a bad oh, team. Oh, you fucker. Click <laughs> the rest of the episode to find out more. I swear I'm blocked by at least 30 Ravens fans already. <laughs> you make one comparison to Michael Vick. and It's like, no, no, no. <laughs> you idiot. Yeah, you're lucky but, I just didn't go back to those messages, boy. I remember. I, I remember what you said. I think that they're a team in the future that can win a Super Bowl. This year, I, there's just so much inconsistency that it's not going to happen for you this year. Well, I mean, Lamar Jackson, if he makes that throw, I mean, I know it was tough. You got TJ Watt right in your face, but right off the fingertips are Mark Andrews. And then the game before you threw four interceptions. Kind of going downhill right now, and you don't have a lot of help. It's tough. Yeah. It's understandable. And for me, I don't – I think the AFC North is a good division. I don't think any of these teams can win a Super Bowl. The Bengals, I think they're too young. I think the Bengals could. You think the Bengals could I win think a they're Super a good Bowl? Team. They're self-cannibalized right here in this division. The AFC has been so tough. We but the NFC. And they're not like, going to have to play their division in the playoffs. I know that. They're going to have to play everyone else. But here's the thing with the AFC. It's kind of like the Pac-12 this year where there's the self-cannibalism right here where they just keep beating one another. Mm-hmm. So we don't know who's who week to week because everyone's a pretty good team. You look at the NFC, you only got three teams that you're really looking at. It's like, yeah, they're going to go in the Super Bowl. Tampa Bay, the Packers, and the Rams. The Cowboys, they're gonna, they're dealing with too many injuries right now, and it's gonna happen again. Where it's like, ooh, Cowboys were looking good, now they're not. I think Cincinnati playing everyone in the AFC that they have, it's been tough matchups. Yeah, Joe Burrow looks good. They have plenty of offensive weapons. The offensive line is good enough to make it through, and the defense can get turnovers. I I don't think they can. I think they're they're too young. I think you might be high, Kurt. Nope. No. So what do you? Th- how do you feel about the Ravens? You said no, they won't. I don't think they just due to the injuries. Like that's the main reason why to this exercise I have to label them uh, the Rams. Excuse me. Thanks, Brooks, for coming in there. The Cardinals are a part of the NFC as well. But back to my point here with the Ravens. To this exercise, I have to label them as a bad team. They can't win a Super Bowl because of the injuries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this next team, though, let's go to the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans. I do think they could win a Super Bowl, but it's going to be very dependent on Derrick Henry. If he comes back for the playoffs, I think that they're good enough to win a Super Bowl, and I think he will be back for the playoffs. So I am actually going to label the Titans as a good team. I don't think he will, so I'm going to label them as a bad team. Okay. Uh, Any other teams out of this division you think are good teams, though? (laughs) Uh, I know you're baiting me to say the Texans and Jaguars are not. We know that. But there's another team. The Colts, I'm going to say a bad team. I don't think you can continue to rely on it just strictly being the running game. And the defense hasn't really been there like I expected it to this year. Carson wins. Glad I jumped off that train. <laughs> right. <laughs> that train that is still very much in sight. Like you say you're not on the train, you're riding along next to it. So peeking over it. Yeah. Like if this were Red Dead 2. You would have that option to jump on. Like it would be high. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the, the horse riding along. Yeah. Like, yeah, you want to jump back right on? there on the rail car where the security guard's not looking. Yeah, uh-huh. but you cannot. You cannot do that. You are off the bandwagon. Uh, how about the AFC West though? I think the Chiefs can win a Super Bowl. Yep, I think that's a pretty easy one. Everybody should think that. One hundred percent. Even if they've been playing bad, I still think that they're a team that, if it does start to click for them, it's going to be so scary. I mean, I don't know of- if that will happen. Yeah. But it could. Speaking of, uh, what do you call Brooks? What? The research and what? Stats and research department. Stats and research department. He comes into my DMs yesterday talking to me going, uh, sends me a tweet from NFL and CBS saying, Patrick Mahomes is throwing a career high time, 12 interceptions this season. However, seven of those inter- seven of those interceptions have hit his receivers first. Brooks, and I quote, goes, so Patrick would have five interceptions if his pass catchers could drop could just drop just drop the ball instead of setting it like a volleyball. So he'd have almost 3,400 yards, 25 touchdowns, five interceptions, 250 rushing yards, and two touchdowns. That would be fifth in the league in yards and touchdowns, which is wild considering his receivers are led to seven of those interceptions. 
Stat of the day. Stat of the day right there. Thank you, Brooks, coming in yesterday with that. But it's like one of those deals where now we continue the conversation of Chiefs are good and everyone would view this team differently if they wouldn't have had those mistakes. So instead, everyone looks at Patrick Mahomes like, oh, this team's broken. You got to worry about this and that. And now it's like the last couple of weeks, like, oh, the Chiefs have been winning games because of the defense. Part of that might be true, but at the same time, once this offense gets things figured out, which I think they will here in this next month, everyone's going to be looking at this team and this organization going to the playoffs going, oh, no, they figured it out at the right time. Maybe. My thing is with the interceptions, and I get it with the drops, I didn't make excuses for Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball, so I won't do it for Patrick Mahomes. I totally get it. An interception's an interception. It's a turnover, Yep. uh, regardless of if it's the quarterback's fault or if it's the receiver's fault. And turnovers are bad in football. So uh, however you're giving the team the other team the ball is bad. And with Patrick Mahomes, is it something that you could probably fix? Probably. It hasn't looked great this year, though. No, it definitely hasn't. I will say that one. As far as the rest of the AFC West, I had high hopes for a lot of these teams. I don't. I wouldn't put any of them as Super Bowl contenders, though. Not the Chargers. They've been too inconsistent. The Raiders look good to begin the year. Too much going on. You don't even have your head coach. The Broncos sitting at 6-6. Six and six. Next year, if you have Russell Wilson, yeah, you bet your ass you're probably a Super Bowl contender. <laughs> yeah. But this year going forward, no, I'm, I'm not big on any of those teams. You said not even the Chargers? No, I'm not even the Chargers. Oh, damn. Okay. I'm going to put the Chargers in there. I think they could. You think the Chargers are good? I think the Chargers are good. You said the Patriots are bad. But you're going to say the Chargers are good. I'm just trying to keep it straight. Keep it real. Keep it 100. As the kids say. To the, regarding this exercise. You got me. No, Chargers are bad. <laughs> I just... Yeah, you got to keep it straight. Because I'm sitting here looking at it like, if I'm saying the Bengals are good and the Chargers, fuck me. This is when I start to overthink it. No, this is my take. Okay, Chargers are bad. Chargers, I agree. In this exercise, they they are not going to win a Super Bowl this year. So they are, quote, unquote, bad. Let's go to the NFC, to where uh, NFC East, I do think the Cowboys are good. They're the only team in that division that is good. Uh, I could see them winning a Super Bowl. Uh, It might be ugly. It might be like a back-and-forth game to where they're scoring a lot of points and their defense comes up with a key turnover or sack or something like that. But I do think the Cowboys can win a Super Bowl. If healthy, they're a good team. That's good. That's where I was going to go. So I do think the Cowboys can as well, but I'm just waiting for that self-collapse. Like something – like it's like the Cowboys are cursed from the 90s. Like they got close to Tony Romo that one year. You're kicking a field goal. Dude drops the snap. Yeah. Like, it's just stupid stuff like that. Or Dez, like, that's not a catch against the Packers. It's stuff like, or you know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers coming back in a playoff game and hits, what, Cook or Bennett, excuse me, along the sideline, and they keep going. Like, they eventually win the game. It's just stuff like that where the Cowboys just have that self-demise or that one play that kills their season. If that doesn't happen, I still think the Cowboys are a good team. They could win, but I'm just waiting for one of those moments in the playoffs for that to happen. Your dad gets hurt. (laughs) Exactly. Maybe there's a curse there. Uh, One team you mentioned there, the Green Bay Packers, they're good. They can win a Super Bowl. Yep. That's the only team in that division that I think can. (laughs) Yeah, everybody else is just straight trash in that one. Uh, That's a common theme with, I think, the NFC, because even going on to the NFC South, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Uh, Who's their quarterback? That's it. They could have no one else. (laughs) Yeah. If Tom Brady is a quarterback, I would still say you're a contender. They could be sitting there like uh, what eight and eight or whatever, eight and nine this year, and somehow yeah. sneak into the playoffs. And I'd be like, "Yep, Tom Brady, they're a contender. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter." So yeah, I'm sticking with that. The other teams, very very bad. Panthers, Falcons, Saints, even uh, garbage. They're not good this year. Don't even know who their quarterback is. It, it's crazy to think Jameis was that was their best option. At quarterback, the eight, the sorry, the NFC West though, is where it does get interesting. A lot of good teams here. I think the Cardinals are good. I do too. Maybe I got a little. uh, Does that hurt? Does that hurt? Forgiveness to give out there. I think as of right now, they could win a Super Bowl. I do too. It's tough though because it's like this is another one of those teams where you go like, are they good enough, or they just kind of gotten away with some of these games? Like, especially early on, I feel like there was a lot of close games where things just kind of went their way. And I know that's part of football. You know, it's it's a game of inches. People say that for a reason. And sometimes things just do go your way. 
Yeah. I feel like the Chiefs and were so, there not too long ago where things were just clicking for them. Everyone drops anywhere. interceptions at Patrick Mahomes shows that are bad. <laughs> right. Not this year. <laughs> no, they, they are catching them. Uh, so with the Cardinals, yeah, I guess I could see them winning the Super Bowl. I wouldn't bet on it. Mm-mm. But I also, I've seen them win 10 games so far this year and then beat good teams, even without uh, their quarterback and Kyler Murray. So I'm going to label them good. The last team that I have as a good team is the Los Angeles Rams. I could see them winning the Super Bowl. I still think that they're probably a favorite in the NFC to win the Super Bowl. And it looked a lot better last week with Stafford and Cup. So hopefully those are two guys that are coming back and they are, in fact, good. Yep. And so I'm going to take the Rams as well. I think they're just in a spot right now where they're trying to get things figured out. I mean, excuse me, losing Bobby Trees, oh, uh, Robert Woods, it's tough. Like That's a huge chunk of your offense that you didn't like to rely so much on. Odell's looked a lot better than I thought he would. He has, and so has Van. Like, Van Jefferson's looked good this year, but I don't think they were ready to put like that large of a role on him. And I did see a clip out, and I don't know how much stock I should put into this, but I just like to see it. Um, you know, Van Jefferson had a touchdown reception last week, and he runs to the sideline, and Sean McVay is just, like, overly excited for him. Gives him a hug, and he's like, hey, man, proud of you. Keep grinding, da-da-da. And Van Jefferson comes over later and is like, hey, appreciate you, you know, believing in me, giving this opportunity, really like that. And then, like, Odell scores, and he's in the mic to Stafford, like, hey, tell him to be patient, da-da-da-da. He comes to the sideline. They celebrate as well. And I was like, man, if McVay can have these relationships with the receivers, these guys are going to be ready to step up and go once they're comfortable in their next set of roles without Robert Woods being there. And that defense, it's another one of those yeah. situations where they got to learn – kind of who is playing in what situations, when they're ready to go, when to attack, when not to. I still think the Rams are a very good team. Yeah, and as far as the 49ers and Seahawks go, sorry about you, you're not a good team. Over with. I, I thought the 49ers were bad all year. Yeah. The fact that they've won six games and Jimmy Garoppolo is still their quarterback is very surprising to me. <laughs> you and me both, dude. Yeah. I, just, I don't get it at all. All right, so let's recap these teams that we think are good. For me, these are good teams. These are teams I think can win the Super Bowl this year. I've got the Patriots and Bills, Chiefs, Titans. Those are the only four teams in the AFC. And then I have Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, and Rams. So only nine teams for me. Did I forget to put some on here? No, I just didn't put everyone on my bad. Okay, here we go. Bills for me, I think they can win a Super Bowl. The Cincinnati Bengals, it probably comes off crazy. The Kansas City yeah. Chiefs can win a Super Bowl. The Dallas Cowboys can win a Super Bowl. The Green Bay Packers, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Los Angeles Rams. So that means I have the New England Patriots, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, and the Los Angeles Chargers as current bad teams that mm-hmm. I don't think can win. Still yeah. decent teams this year, except for the Steelers. I'm not considering them a good team. They just got kind of lucky throughout the season. Those are the teams I have listed as bad who cannot win a, win a Super Bowl. This now year. which fan base is going to be most pissed off that we labeled them bad? That's the Baltimore Ravens. For me, it's going to be the Patriots. I'm going to get murdered with that. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. And the fact that you have the Bengals is good. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. your hottest Cincinnati's going to be like, this is our guy. I'm <laughs> All the skyline chili you can eat for big country. Yeah. We're um, making a graphic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. That's it for us today. We thank you guys uh, for hopping in the room and joining us, big country. And I will be back tomorrow to pick those NFL games. Don't forget about our great sponsor, Roper Kia. Go check out their inventory. Mention us here at Mike'd Up. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. We'll be back tomorrow. Right here, same place at 10.